To grow your business and before you can execute any great sales process, you have to get leads first. Jesse Stoddard helps companies like yours get more clients, customers, and patients while increasing profits 24 hours per day. Jesse Stoddard here uh, with the Stoddard Agency, and today I'm going to be talking about how to conquer digital marketing and grow your business. This is in particular for small business and local business owners. If you're doing well over 20, 30, 40, 50 million a year, uh, some of these details will change for you. However, it still applies. Uh, fundamentals do, that is, because fundamentals don't change. Um, let's talk about an understanding what is going on in the marketplace right now. Uh, first of all, there is constant change. You know, I, I just a couple of examples from the last decade here. Uber, for example, the largest taxi company, doesn't even own a fleet. Airbnb, the largest accommodation provider, owns no real estate. Facebook is the largest media owner and creates no content of its own. Alibaba.com is the largest retailer, has no inventory. Uh, obviously, we could throw Amazon in here. I'm not even mentioning that. Um, the largest TV network, Netflix, lays no cable. There's competition now, but it's all digital. And from all of that, the one thing we know for certain is that the change is constant in the marketing world. From Uber, Uber to Facebook to Netflix, today's largest and most successful companies don't necessarily own the product or service that they provide. So things are definitely changing. Now, Buying decisions are made online. It's just a fact. In 2016, for example, 92% of consumers read online reviews before visiting a business. And 94% of consumers would use a business with a four-star rating or above. You can see how this has changed before entering a store versus in the store or the retail location, how this has changed over time. And it's only becoming more extreme. A part of this change and a part of all this is because in today's digital world, buying decisions are made online. Just think, when was the last time you visited a new restaurant or maybe hired a contractor for the first time without looking them up online first? Chances are it's pretty slim. 92% of consumers read online reviews before visiting a business. An overwhelming 88% of all buying decisions are made before entering the store. All right. Now, first impressions are made online. And this re reinforces the notion that first impressions are made online and have you ever heard of the zero moment of truth for example that refers to the typical consumers purchase process first they gain interest through a television commercial for example that would just be one example then before the purchase is made they typically do some research online this is the zero moment of truth where the online reputation of a business is the first truth the consumer receives now by the way you might say well I don't do TV ads well fine radio well I don't do TV radio well what do you do all I do is referrals Okay, well, even referrals, when was the last time a referral just called you up without actually researching you even a little bit online? Now, most people are doing it even when their friend told them to call you. So the process is pretty simple. You have stimulus. So there's some sort of interest. It could be partner advertising, search engine marketing. They found you on Google, email and text marketing, um, you know, you have an email newsletter or you're texting people. Maybe there's a display ad, like one of those little banner ads you see across the internet. It could be a print ad. Maybe you're doing Valpac or there's a, a postcard or something, that, a brochure that gets handed around or even your business card. It could be radio or TV or a loyalty program. Uh, if you've got some sort of loyalty program for customers or any deal or promotion. Okay, so that's the stimulus that gets the interest started. And the next phase of the consumer's buyer's journey is to research. 
And this is what we call the zero moment of truth. So right off the bat, they hear about you, they don't go immediately to becoming a customer. And they never really did, but now even less so. They don't even call you first. They're going to search online. It's going to be the search engines. There's online reviews. There's ratings. There's relevant articles that might show up that somehow mention either what you do specifically with your company or just what or your topic. There's word of mouth. There's the business's reputation. Is what that's basically what consumers say it is. All right. Now the first moment of truth after that is the purchase. This could be in-store experience like. They talked with a salesperson in your store or on the phone with your company. Uh, they read your product brochure. They tried a sample product or a sample service. Maybe your, you know, your low barrier to entry offer. The decision to purchase is then made. Now that's after the zero moment of truth. And then finally, there's the second moment of truth here, which is the experience itself. There's the post-purchase experience. Uh, maybe they make a Facebook post or a tweet or they leave a review. They might discuss it with their friends or they make a comment on a blog or some of them are, are writers and they're on a blog and they're writing about you. That happens more than you think nowadays. Or the consumer basically compares expectations. So that is that process. But the, the, the next person's zero moment of truth is that, that second moment of truth for the initial consumer. So that review they leave or that discussion they have online is now what that what the other consumer has that you didn't even know was going to become your customer. And they may never if they don't have a great experience there. So here's the problem. A local business needs a new marketing stack. That's what we can call it here for today's purposes. So digital advertising is do they know about you at all? Okay, that could be examples of Facebook or Google or or um, any other any other online type of paid advertisement. It could be pay-per-click or it could be interruption marketing where you show up on their feed, that kind of thing. That is all digital advertising. And then the one that I find that the few business the fewest business owners even know exist and um, are actually challenged by this idea is listings. Now this is can they find you? We'll go into the, to that in a little bit. Reputation, do they trust you? Then social marketing, do they like you? Then website or in-store, either in-person, website, or which it could be your online brochure or that, that initial uh, way that they t um, work with you. It could be on the phone, but it's typically your website. Is will they convert into a customer? Will they go from prospect to lead to actual client, customer, patient? And then finally, your, your uh, CRM, which could be your um, customer relationship management software, like your email list, for example, uh, your follow-up procedure, or your loyalty programs, is that on the referral side, after that purchase is made or that, or that relationship is started, will they remain loyal? And you need all six of those things. But incumbent providers are unable to meet their needs. So, so what happens a lot here is the newspapers, the yellow pages, the TV, the direct mail, the radio, the billboards, etc., aren't going to do all this for you. A lot of those companies are actually starting to push this stuff as an add-on to their service, but it's not really what they focus on. Uh, they don't really know a lot about it. In the end of the game, there's still you know newspaper people that are trying to sell you digital marketing. Um, also, it's, it tends to be, um, in my opinion, overpriced, but that's another story. All right, so what does that really mean? Let me explain it another way. At the very top of the, of the funnel, whether we call it a mark, marketing, sales, prospecting funnel or whatever, for any given business, consumers typically become interested through traditional media. That's how somebody cold will find out about you. And through uh, referrals is the always, everybody wants referrals, but how do you get referrals from customers? How do you get customers? Uh, you ha they have to find out about you somehow. So especially as a growing business, if you're beyond those initial stages, they got to find out about you through some kind of traditional media. It's probably why watching television commercials, seeing billboards outside, listening to radio ads, 
getting a direct mail piece, getting a postcard, even just getting a business card or a brochure. It's some sort of media that's sort of traditional or it's related to traditional. This is how traditional paid media attracts consumer interest. It's they pour, it pours into the top of the funnel. They're just kind of aware. You know, who are you? Oh, okay, that's cool. They see it. Oh, that's kind of neat. All right. Let's pretend that you are the business at the end of this funnel. Okay, how those interested consumers or leads begin falling out of that funnel starts with listings. All right, once they become interested, they will likely look that business up. If that business or associated product or service can't be found, many won't look any further. That's it, they stop. This is how leads start falling out of the funnel. So a listing is something that shows that you're there. In the old days, it would have been yellow pages. That's why there'd be AAA you know, plumbing because they wanted to be in the beginning of the yellow pages. That was the listing service. Now there's hundreds, there's even thousands of those starting all, of, all the time. There's yellowpages.com, there's uh, Google itself, There, your Google My Business listing, there's a Facebook listing, there's the Yelp listing, there's the uh, all of the many, many sites, there's directories, there's so many of them. And if they don't show the accurate information, it's incorrect or it's not there at all or uh, your competitors hacked it and has changed it to their website. All those things get in the way of you being actually found. All right. So, But if the consumer is interested and they can find you, they now want to know if they can trust you. Online trust is gained through reviews. Not only positive reviews, but a healthy review pipeline, meaning recent reviews. Now, negative reviews aren't a deal breaker, but they must be responded to promptly and with respect and very diplomatically to win over the trust of a new consumer. So they're going to say, are you trusted? Hmm, I see bad reviews, or they don't even have a response, okay? Now, how leads don't become sales. Next, the consumer wants to know if they can like you, like the product, your service, your brand, your online personality. Social media is a perfect way for the consumer to go about this discovery. Oftentimes, the paid social is paid media, right? So social is interesting because it acts as the you know, this kind of um, relationship side and the social side, but it also kind of has a paid side. So it, it has dual purpose, especially Facebook nowadays. And you're going to, hey, are you liked? Yuck, distasteful political post, you know, and not, not I love political posts, but I don't want to see them from the business uh, because it's not appropriate. doesn't really have anything to do with the business. And on top of that, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to turn off half the people because of your political opinion, uh, that's your choice, but it could hurt your business. That's just one example. Okay, and finally, the website itself. Is it easy for the consumer to convert? In other words, convert to a customer. If not, that's definitely a blocker to sales. All right, so it's too slow to load. It's not optimized. It doesn't have the buttons in the right place. I can't find the phone number. The address isn't listed on there, so it's not being even found. The SEO is terrible, so it doesn't show up. You're the tenth, on the 10th page rather than the 10th the spot or the first spot where you want to be. Uh, that has to do with being able to be found, but then once they're there, uh, you've also got to make sure that it converts. So this entire process is necessary nowadays. It's not optional anymore. It doesn't matter what business you are. Okay, here's a kicker. Let's say the consumer's making their way down the funnel for business A on the left. They become interested after hearing a radio ad, then looked up that business online and found them, but came across multiple negative reviews that hadn't been responded to. This means they don't trust you. What does that consumer do? Well, since they're already well into their research stage, it's very likely that they'll go directly to the next stage, but with a competitor. That means that business A's marketing and advertising dollars push that consumer directly into the hands of their com competition and further down that funnel, which increases the chance of a sale, a sale for the competitor. 
But the opposite's also true. By ensuring that your business can be found, trusted, and liked, have the competitor's advertising dollars work for you. The fastest way to increase your business's budget is to use someone else's, which we find happening all the time. Now, the consumer research experience through this funnel is what we call the four pillars. Listings, are you found? Reputation, are you trusted? Social, are you liked? And website, how easy is it to convert? This is the story you need to be telling your prospects and customers. All right. Now, let's talk about packaging the marketplace. All right, the pa package the marketplace so businesses understand the connection between customer journey and marketing strategy. The journey, aka the virtual doorway. So we've got listings. It, it, are you well, listed online? Is the information accurate? You've got reputation. What are consumers saying about your business online? Are you listening to your online customers' feedback via social? And on the website, how's your website experience? Is it optimized for mobile, for example? All right, now the typical customer journey looks like this. Here's another way of looking at it. You've got your generate interest. It starts with interest and awareness. Uh, it could be like television, radio, billboard. They aren't gonna, going away to completely, but they're now being supplemented by digital stimulus and actually in many cases replaced or going to a new level All right, by using both together. Things like online advertising, email and text marketing, and YouTube video ads, for example. So the question is, what things are you currently doing to generate awareness and interest from new and existing clients. It's not just for new prospects. Your existing clients are online seeing all this stuff. So you can't just see it as random strangers, although that's a part of it. But there's also people that already are using you that would like to use you more or refer you, but they're not going to if you're not top of mind. So you still have to advertise even if it's the people that already know that you exist. After becoming aware of your business, consumers start discovering more with search. There are more places than ever where people are searching for businesses. It's not just Google either. There are apps, directories, voice search, GPS, lots of places. So the question now is, do you know how findable your business is online? What places are you aware of? All right. After finding your business, consumers often see reviews. In fact, it's often the first thing showcased in Google search result. When a consumer gets and sees the ratings, reviews, and recommendations, help them compare their choices. Okay, that's what they, that, that is going to do. This affects the zero moment of truth where the consumer chooses which business they're going to buy from. So the question is, what's your average review score? Do you have any negative reviews that you're aware of? How have you taken care of them? How have you answered them? Next step in the consumer's journey is finally connecting with your business. Consumers are looking for quick, easy ways to make a booking, make an order, make an appointment, etc. The question is, is your website making it really easy to convert and for people to become your customer? Finally, it's important to do everything you can to encourage happy customers to return again and tell others about you. Let them know to write you a review, post it on social media, and of course, invite them back. That advocacy, that referral part. So here, here's all the channels, both traditional and digital, that can influence potential customers. All right, The whole thing laid out for you, real simple. And it's important to win at each stage. That's what's important. Here's the kicker. Let's say the consumer's making their way along funnel A. Now, we've talked about this before. They see the bad review, and from this perspective, it happens at the website. So now they, they see the bad review, they quickly hop to the, the, uh, the competitor's website, and if they're doing their job, they were right there with you in the marketing and easy to find, and boom, they convert immediately. So this is the same thing that I talked about before, but just looking at a slightly different stage of that process. It's the same thing. It's how you are basically using your competitor's marketing to boost your business in 
that it's going to happen to you or you can make it happen for you. All right. So now I hopefully have you thinking and you're excited to take some kind of action. There's a lot of different places to start. The question is, what's the smartest place to start? So here's a quick overview of the three key focus areas. Here's the logical order of operations in local business marketing. Number one, make sure your conversion point is fantastic and well-tuned. For most businesses, it's going to be your website. Number two, next focus on being influential at the zero moment of truth with listings and reputation. And then finally, increase interest and awareness with digital advertising. Now, this might sound counterintuitive, but when you're building these, this thing out, imagine if it was in the reverse. If you start with throwing money at ads, but you have a terrible conversion point and you have no findability or reputation, you probably have thrown a lot of money down the drain. And we don't want to do that. So we want to build this out logically so that you're prepared for the entire process. Let me quickly go over the four pillars. Okay, listings are a business's digital footprint. It's what you say about yourself. Would you ever hand out a business card with the incorrect phone number? Of course not. Then why would you let an incorrect phone number exist online where arguably more consumers could see it? All right. Your reputation is your digital shadow. This is what others say about you online. Not to be confused with reviews. Take a look at the example on the left. On Facebook, Amy there updated her status and is clearly unhappy with the McDonald's on 8th Street, but she didn't tag that location or leave a review. This is just a status update. Comments like these are very difficult for business owners to find, let alone respond to, and we have a way to do that, by the way. I'll tell you about that later. And of course, social media has just exploded recently. With over a billion people on Facebook and millennials increasingly adopting platforms like Instagram and Snapchat, the virtual doorway is definitely on social. The big ones right now at the, at the time of this recording are Facebook and Instagram. Those are definitely the big boys that you really want to be aware of. Um, Google Plus is kind of going away, if not already gone away completely. Uh, they have phased it out, but you know there's still sort of the Google My Business is kind of replacing that. All right. Now, and finally, websites are the most obvious and the most important virtual doorways. That has got to be there. All right. Starting with listings. All right. Business listings include name, phone number, address, and website. These are absolutely crucial elements to being found because what good is it if a consumer can find you on their phone but not in your actual store? All right. This one is the biggest issue business owners are facing, being found. There are so many important sites that every business needs to be correctly listed on, and this is growing all the time. That's why we have a number of listings apps and services to cover as much ground as possible. Apps like Listing Sync Pro, Listing Distribution will automatically send correct information to hundreds of important sites, whereas services such as Listing Solution will have our in-house digital agency provide top quality manual listing claiming on your agency on your behalf, on your business's behalf. We can even provide a complete listing microsite with, my, with uh, something we call My Listing, completed with your branding to position you as a leading local marketing expert. All, by the way, I have a, uh, all of my clients get to be in another uh, directory that we have that helps pushes you out to the internet as well. Um, no extra charge. So the question is, is which app or service would you like to learn about first? Okay. Uh, now we can go over your needs and go over over each individual one, typically what my clients want is all of these. So most of my clients, we just do all of this stuff for them. We use all these apps and we include it in our service. All right. Um, we've got resell, resellable listings, apps and services, different things that, that we have that we use, uh, that we're partners with. We've got ones that are exclusive to us. We use whatever is necessary in terms of technology to make these, make this work for you. 
All right, now getting started, it's easy. That, that's the lucky, that's where you're lucky there. It's just really easy to get going. All you have to do is confirm a few pieces of information. We can help disseminate the correct information across the web. This is stuff that we do all the time on a routine basis. There's some manual process and there's also some technology that helps um, and we've got all of that dialed in. All right, now let's talk about the why. Do you know what happens when a consumer performs a search? I recently looked up restaurants around me and around some of these other areas uh, that I have clients in or people that I've talked to. And the first thing Google surfaces is what's called the three pack. And you can see it. All you have to do is search any, any kind of, you know, uh, for any local place. And you're going to see that the top three listings. And um, so this example, that, that second one down has 84 reviews and a four-star rating, and there's one above it with only 35 and a 4.5-star rating. Now, there's a lot of reasons for those to be on there. The one at the very top is an ad, that restaurant's there, but the one below the map, those are the, those are the organic ones that you want to be in. Okay, P most people click there. There's some studies that I've seen that 95%, uh, it's like something like just almost 80% will click number one, and like 15% will click number two and then five or number three. And almost nobody goes to the second page and clicks more places, by the way. So if you're not in the top three, you need to be desperately. And that, that's a result of SEO work, your website, um, your listing, um, and also uh, how complete it is and also how many reviews you have. There's a lot of factors that go into getting in that three pack, that magic three. To get into the top three, there are three things every business owner needs. The first is arguably the most important because only with a verified Google My Business account can a business owner manage their reviews or even be on there at all, by the way. And that managing a review means by responding promptly. We'll get into that a bit more later. And of course, business owners need correct listings. Of course, these are the everybody needs this no matter what. So here's an expanded view of the search. Uh, that we had there, that goofy, you know, random search of Saskatoon restaurants <laughs> for my Canadian friends. Listings appear on the Google Maps page, and as you can see, that Aiden Kitchen and Bar is right up there. So let's say you click on it, what happens? Well, once you click on it, there, there's where all the business information lives, contact info, pictures, reviews. Every business needs to understand the importance of appearing in search. Without correct listings and a verified GMB or Google My Business account, this is not possible. By the way, this is how a lot of people use the internet. They don't even go to your website or they will only go to it after they look at this. And you'll see that there are places to link to your website from here, okay? The next pillar is reputation, all right? With our extensive catalog of reputation apps and services, you can get a four to five star rating established in a reasonable amount of time and you can manage them all, all right? So reputation management is the industry-leading reputation app for local businesses. Um, you, you can basically, uh, working with you to develop this is something that we do, and that app reports and shows you everything that you need, okay? Um, you can do it yourself, or you can have us do it for you. We do done for, on all of these apps, by the way, we have a done do-it-yourself version, a done-with-you version where you're still kind of participating, and a done-for-you version if you're too busy and don't want to deal with it, all right? So which apps or services sound exciting to you? Probably all of them, and we include all of them depending on where you're at in your business at this time. All right, reputation management is simply being intelligent about your online reputation and also how others view your business. 97% of consumers find local business information on the web, which speaks to the listings pillar we just went over, and 90% of those consumers make decisions based on what online reviews say. Would you make a purchase from a business with multiple negative reviews? Likely not.
Let's talk about why uh, reviews are important. Reviews equal reputation. Business reviews influence page rank and increase website visits. More importantly, positive reviews showcase success and help business owners gain the trust of prospects. And what matters most for business owners? Revenue, of course, <clears throat> hopefully. 90% of U.S. consumers say their buying decisions are influenced by online reviews and companies with positive reviews experience a staggering conversion rate of 183%. Compared to companies with no reviews or negative reviews, okay, the bottom line, positive reviews equal revenue. Now, there are three types of reviews. Got negative reviews, no reviews, or no recent reviews, which people don't often think of, but that's actually worse and healthy but unmanaged reviews. Let's start with negative reviews and how to respond to them. As business owners, start by apologizing. The old adage, the customer's always right, has never held truer. Online reviews are not the forum to argue, even if you're right. This is really tough for most of us. I know it's tough for me. After saying you're sorry, leave some marketing. Mention how your customers are always happy, awards you've won, years you've been in service. All of this adds to your credibility as a business. So the example there is I'm terribly sorry you had a negative experience at our, you know, whatever, hotel. We really pride ourselves in providing exceptional guest experience. This must be an isolated incident, as normally guests rave about their experience. In fact, we recently won a Consumer Choice Award. Finally, take it offline. Offering freebies isn't ideal in front of so many eyes graciously offer a direct line of communication with the unhappy customer. Hey, I'd love for you to call me so we can get to the bottom of this. My name is Amy, Jesse, whoever, and I'm the guest services director. Here's my personal cell phone, 555-555-555. Please call me, right? So take it offline in any way that you can. Here's an example of a real win. A negative review is responded to promptly and respectfully, and the upset consumer ends by leaving a glowing review, all right? So clearly upset, Richard left a short comment, okay? Two trips and $900 to clean out a bathtub drain, rip off, all right? See that on there, the little, you know, his little uh, little note right there, his comment? <clears throat> now that's how it started, okay? To which Carter, Quality Plumbing, responded to and mentioned, it was a pleasure speaking with you, meaning that they also had called him directly. Okay. Richard's response to that is extremely positive, so much so that he leaves the business a five-star review. This is what we call a review unicorn, the absolute best-case scenario. Carter Quality Plumbing followed the three steps perfectly. They apologized, left some marketing, took it offline. As a result, an upset customer became a raving fan. It is not unheard of for people to change their reviews, if you handle it possibly. Okay, So this is very, very pos positive leaving the phone number, and then it, we worked it out, everything's great, I'm changing my review, all right? It doesn't always happen that nicely, but if it's never gonna happen if you don't try, all right? So we have the first part, that's where he left the short comment. Um, again, we call it the unicorn. <laughs> all right, here's an example of how a business owner can respond and win. This is the Facebook page of Toscana Restaurant Lounge, okay? So here we are, you can look at all the reviews there. And uh, you can see, you know, some comments and 53 five-star, 14 four, 
uh, six three star and you know three wackos at one star. It happens, right? Even to the best of them. So you want to drown those out with all the positive ones. Now, the original three star review is on the left that this guy left. Mike went to Toscana restaurant and lounge for his birthday and found a rubber band in his pasta. <laughs> so this is pretty crazy. His review began a long long and involved conversation with other Facebook users. This is this is like a nightmare for most business owners, right? Tammy, the first commenter at the very top on the right, starts talking about Denny's, a completely different restaurant. And if you look about halfway down the page on the right, Toscana Restaurant and Lounge responds, they started by graciously apologizing, explained that they will be reviewing their internal process, and finally invited Mike to contact the manager directly. So here, here they are, fine, you know, giving a good thoughtful response, but always trying to take it offline at the end. And what happened next? Mike responds positively. I just called and spoke to a different manager, was offered a complimentary dinner. I'm very pleased and looking forward to some delicious angel hair pasta. Glad they did the right thing. All is cool now. Awesome, huh? All right. Uh, he's, my, he's happy. All right. And I'm proud to say that our internal digital agency uh, are often the ones that handle these for our clients. Our clients can do it themselves. But most of the time, we end up doing it for our clients. That's just the way it works because uh, if you're a business owner, you don't got time for all this stuff. All right. Again, another unicorn opportunity. <laughs> we like it when it turns into that. Okay. Next, how do businesses deal with no reviews or no recent reviews? Like you haven't had a review in at least six months. It's so like three, you know, nine months to a year or two since you've gotten a review. That's a problem. Because it hurts your SEO, it hurts, it looks like you're not really relevant anymore. There's a lot of reasons that is bad. So by first, you got to ask for reviews. All right, first we can help this through our review generation tool within reputation management. We have a tool that's very helpful with this. Okay, within the reviews tab, by the way, you can email review requests. They can be sent out to single or multiple customers at a time. Uh, we also use text messaging as well. Uh, these reviews can be left on specific review sites like Google or Facebook or be posted to you know, our public My Listing page as well, which you, we can put directly on your website. Actually, we can put any of them on your website, uh, you know, wherever they're. I recommend having people mostly leave them on Google and then Facebook uh, before all the other potential review sites. Um, second, a consumer can scan a QR code that takes them to, the, to a review page. So we can have a QR code that's on your, you know, print media or on the sign on the door and it takes them right to the review page uh, where they can leave a review which is nice right and finally a business can easily install a review widget on their website like I mentioned which will show them reviews that they've gotten on Google and Facebook etc so we've got lots of options for that now the app that we have that sends them out is useful uh, especially if you have a lot of transactions so if you get one client every three months because each client is worth a lot to you, you might not need to use our app for that. You could probably just send an email or a text and send them the links. Uh, and we can help you with that as well. Um, but our app is great uh, and mostly for people that have a lot of potential um, you know, reviews like you have a high transaction business. Especially if you're like a restaurant where you have a retail location and there's people coming in and out of your store. Um, or if you're a service provider and you go to a lot of homes every day, you know, one, two, three, four homes, five homes a day, um, that would be, that our app would come in handy there too. And here's my listings page where consumers leave reviews, all right? So on this uh, dental clinic here, 
through review solicitation, businesses can proactively request reviews. And this is allowed. Uh, you can get these reviews here, go straight to the listing and it will show up on, it can be shown on your website. Now the only time I would say not to have somebody go here is if you don't think that they they have a lot of time or you know you can't get them to leave more than one review. What I really like is if somebody leaves one here, they're gonna leave them on Google, they'll leave it on Facebook, and some people are willing to do that. They're willing to log in to three different places to leave you the review. That is fantastic, especially if they're willing to alter it slightly so it's not a duplicate, but copy and paste is not that bad. I don't think Google's shutting down on that yet. But we do want them to leave multiple reviews if possible. If not, you could send them straight here or maybe send them straight to Google. Okay, uh, because that has so much power nowadays in terms of SEO and finding your website. All right, and three, how does a business capitalize on healthy but unmanaged reviews? Now, this can happen as well. So take those positive reviews that you have solicited, right, and ask the reviewee to leave that positive review on a popular review site. Okay, so I just mentioned this, but this is a graphical representation of it. So, um, you know, they, they, they put it on there. Uh, and they're going to add it to the other locations. All right? Again, our app can help with this process, and you absolutely need these reviews. And don't forget about the positive review. Okay, If a, if a good customer leaves a glowing five-star review, it can't get any better than that, right? Actually, it can't. Here's why you should always respond to a positive review. It's the polite thing to do first. Okay, If a customer gave you a compliment in real life, you would say thank you, right? It's, it's, it's only polite to do that. And with an online review, the compliment is public, so extra, so be extra nice. Some people actually take offense to when you don't respond to things online. Uh, it sounds crazy because I know a lot of businesses with just a bunch of online reviews and you've never looked at them or touched them, and you think that's okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. But sometimes people actually go, well, they didn't even respond. I mean, do I really want to waste time referring this person anymore? You know, people take it a, a personal. They take online communication as becoming like offline communication. You might not like that. If you're an old school business owner like I am, if you're over 40, for example, um, you might go, well, who cares about all this on online stuff? I mean, it's kind of silly. It's dumb. I wish we didn't have to deal with it. You might be right, but today's world puts more emphasis on it than they do human interaction. It's just the truth. So you have to treat it like it's human interaction. Reinforce the positive because everybody's looking at it. 92% of consumers now read the online reviews. The public, including potential future customers of the business, may read the review. Okay, so replying to the review is a chance to speak to those people as well. It's like free marketing. And this is the perfect opportunity to connect with the customer and leave some subtle marketing messages like a recommendation for the next time they come in. Okay, so say thank you, reinforce it, and it's an opportunity to add a little bit of marketing. If you're subtle, be cool and don't be over the top. All right. Our tools and the dashboard we have help you sleep better at night, knowing who is, who is, how you're going to manage all this and, and get it all done. Good reviews are reasons to praise staff and set higher goals. Bad reviews highlight opportunities to train your staff and set stricter policies. And with regular email alerts sent up to six members of the business, there's no reason not to stay on top of, of reviews. So we can add people to the account so everybody gets this, you know, even mentions and notices and reviews and all that. You get notifications. So you're not just online all the time trying to figure out where all this stuff is. Our dashboard actually makes it really easy to manage and see where it's all coming from. Okay. All right. Now, how often do you use your social channels for business? Let's talk about social for a minute. With our apps, you can do just about everything. And again, we have all these apps that, that we're able to use. Um, our digital agency will help you with this. There's the, the done for you do-it-yourself and the done-with-you versions, okay? So we can we can help you with all areas using what we have in our dashboard for you. 
Now, everyday consumers are declaring their buying intentions, asking questions, trying to create relationships through various social media channels. It's just normal. Are you listening to it? Okay. And the stats don't lie. All right. There's a ton of them. Uh, they're, they're being updated all the time. These are a little old, obviously, but, but even in the last four years, uh, these have done nothing but go up. So 40% of local businesses said they depend on social media to generate brand awareness. 41% depend on drive revenue. That's grown a lot. Uh, Facebook, over 95% of marketers say that Facebook offers the best ROI of any platform. That is still true to today and may not last forever, by the way. I think we're in a golden era. It might only be another five years or so where we can, where it's so cheap to advertise to so many people as a small business. The big businesses haven't completely taken it over yet. Uh, and even Twitter, between 2013 and 15, there was two and a half times increase in customer service conversations on Twitter. Twitter's still relevant. Don't ignore it. And the Instagram content that's posted at 7 on Fridays usually performs best. There's a little tip for you, although it depends on your business, of course. That's, that's a generalization. Now, a successful social media campaign has three components. One is customer service, two is generating leads, and three is building fans. Okay, so you have those three things. Now, with customer service, easy monitoring and publishing capabilities. Okay, generating leads, you can do actionable leads that bring in actual dollars. You can find those through it. And then building fans, profiles with informative, entertaining content. We want to do all three of these things. If you were a business owner, would you answer incoming calls? Yes. Okay. So having a social media channel you don't monitor is like having phone lines at your business that are never answered. Okay. Uh, successful social media marketing is also about finding leads. With our tool, we got another easy tool for this. You can set up a Twitter lead search for users tweeting about like new car, for example. And would you look at that? Linda. Turner there needs a new car, and Midtown Mazda responded with a coupon. They found the lead and provided an incentive for that lead to convert. You do searches through our, through this app, and it lets you find people that are talking about what you do. How cool is that? All right, and finally, social media marketing is about building fans. Have you heard of the 5-3-2 rule? Okay. As a business owner, split all your posts out into groups of 10. Every five posts should be informational relevant and interesting and useful content. Interesting, relevant content is the key, okay? This is where our RSS feeds can help. Three, uh, on the three, okay, ten po three to 10 posts can be promotional. Three out of 10, sorry. Three out of 10 posts. So we had five, three, and two. I have to do my math there. That's, you know, that's 10. <laughs> so three out of 10 posts can be promotional, all right? And then two out of 10 posts should be entertaining, just like funny videos or memes. Now it's better if that still relates to your business, like not totally random, but it, it, it should it relate to your business and be entertaining. Now you could create a post that theoretically is valuable content um, and is so valuable that it's okay to be cool and offer and make an offer at the end, so it's a little bit promotional but not overly salesy and also is entertaining. That's actually possible. So it's possible to have posts that do all three, which is what we try to do, and we call that a home run. And we don't always aren't always able to do that, but that is, you know, in, in other words, we're always trying to get around those three things. Sounds simple enough, right? You'd be, you'd be surprised how many business owners don't do any of this. They don't follow this formula because they simply don't know. They don't know how, they don't know what it's about, and they don't know even wouldn't even know where to start. The final pillar of the virtual doorway is the website itself. Okay, so we have a variety of apps again that will help you to do this that we use that are created by top-level um, uh, uh, software engineers, some of them, these are changing all the time. 
Um, we have partners that we use for this, and we have some stuff that's proprietary in our system as well, um, which I get into in another time. But again, we do full service web design. Um, anything that's a that's a you know like above ten, twenty thousand dollars, you know, really big company doing complex projects. I partner with somebody that does really high level websites, a company that does really high level uh, web design or uh, um, and coding for Microsoft and all the big boys. So we have that solution too. But most of my stuff is for small business. It's affordable. And it works, and it's better than that, you know, made website that your brother-in-law made for you, um, you know, using a template that still doesn't really get you any customers. Okay, so we have solutions that will cover this, and we also have the do-it-yourself do versions as well with a website builder, um, affordable, inexpensive. I like it better than a lot of the popular ones out there. Um, but we'll work with you either way. Even if you already have a website, we can either fix it or we can create a new one for you. All right, this is exactly how the right website helps consumers convert, okay? Now, it may sound obvious, but I'm going to say it anyways. A business's virtual doorway is on the web. It's their website. It's not just any old website that'll do, though. It must, be fun it must function quickly. It's got to be well-designed. has to be mobile responsive. It's so more, much more important now than ever. And it has to have good content. Why? Because decreasing load times from 8 seconds to 2 seconds can boost conversion by 74%, okay? Because 85% of consumers will leave an ugly website, all right? So just back up a, a little bit on that functionality. Slow websites cost retailers 2.6 billion in lost sales a year. And now on the design, it takes consumers 0.05 seconds to form an opinion about your website, so use that time wisely. And then the, the devices, 50% of online shopping is done on a mobile device, and this is actually gaining traction now. Almost 70% of tablet users make a purchase on their device every month. It's even, it, this is growing. And then content, 65% of consumers want to see contact information on the site's homepage. 50% of sales are lost because consumers can't find the content they're looking for. This happens all the time, and I see it every day on websites. It's crazy how many of them don't have the basic contact information easy to find. <laughs> it blows my mind. All right. Now, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me at the stoddardagency.com, S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D agency.com. Uh, on there, we even have a uh, uh, $200 value. We do, uh, do a full analysis of your online presence, not just your website, but your entire online presence. And there's a place on the website if you in the digital marketing section where you can you can fill out a form for that. If you can't find it, just just email us there, and we'll we'll get that get you hooked up with that. Um, you can also call using the phone number on the website. I will warn you that we get a lot of calls, so please leave a really detailed message so that we know that you're a real human being and not a robot. Um, as you know, uh, because we're in this space and we're online a lot, we get a lot of, of people calling us that are not real customers. We get a lot of customers too, and so we're just sorting through. We want to make sure we help you as quickly as we can, especially if you're a good fit for us. And that's all we want to do is find out if you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you. And if so, we can offer you a free uh, consultation uh, just to see where, where it'll go. You'll be able to keep that information and use it uh, to your benefit. Um, there's no strings attached at all. And if we are a good fit, then we can talk about working together. We have a lot of packages, uh, a variety of packages for a lot of different scenarios. So whether you're just starting out 
or your multi-million dollar business, we've got you covered. I have uh, personally helped a, a business that did 13.8 million get up to 17.8 million in one year um, in the in the construction field. Uh, in a law, we had a four to five million dollar website. Uh, uh, sorry, four to five million dollar law firm that we've helped build marketing plans for and do a lot of these solutions with. And I all the way down to a, a, a business just starting out. Um, even have a magician that I've helped out a little bit in his business. Uh, real estate agents, brokers. Uh, a dentist with several practices and another one with a legacy practice that's just trying to you know solidify marketing. We can help just about anybody who's a local or small business, uh, especially if you're not just starting out, but you have something going and you just want it to go a little further and get up to that next level. All right, again, stoddardagency.com. Have a great day and take care. Hey, if you enjoyed this today, uh, I want you to go on over to getleadsfirst.com, getleads, L-E-A-D-S-F-I-R-S-T.com, and you can see some really cool information and a video, nothing to even opt in for. Uh, you don't even have to give your email address over, and uh, you'll find out exactly how to get more leads for your business fast so that you can get to the lead first before your competitors do. Uh, we've got some really great stuff there about in-market targeting and the ability to actually get uh, leads that are in the market for what you sell. Uh, so if you're looking for clients, customers, or patients and you need more of them in order to grow your business, you're going to find out exactly how to do that at GetLeadsFirst.com. All right, take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Get Leads First podcast. To find more ways to generate leads for your business, visit GetLeadsFirst.com.